You're listening to the Conversations Podcast, brought to you by Cypress Creek Church. As individuals who follow Christ, we have the opportunity to stop the cycle of being hurt and then hurting others. As we can really find some redemption with God, some reconciliation with God, and we can break that cycle of pain. Welcome to Conversations Podcast. I'm Taylor. We are continuing our series on heaven on earth. I'm joined by two special friends who know each other very well. First, we're joined by lead pastor Jose Avaroa. Jose, hey, thanks for Taylor, being here. Good to be here. <laughs> we're joined by the one and only Taylor Avaroa. Taylor, great name. Thanks for being here. Great name. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, let's jump right in. We're talking about the purpose of pain as we're looking at this series on heaven on earth. Jose, I'd love to give you the first word as you open up this message this past Sunday. Yes, so looking at this scene in Luke 24, we looked at last week how one of the gifts that God brought from heaven on earth here in the episode of Jesus in the resurrected body was peace. And then keep reading, we see that he showed the disciples his hands and his feet. So the place where he was wounded, uh, the place that just caused him a lot of pain three, four days ago. And and so I know that the context of this is that Jesus is revealing to them, hey, I really rose from the dead like this. I, I'm, I'm a real person. I'm not just a spirit. It just reminded me, though, that one of the gifts that Jesus brought down to earth was was healing. And uh, again, I talked about in the message how uh, sometimes it's hard for us to be real with our pain uh, and to be open to processing our pain. And uh, yet it's one of the things that Jesus talks a lot about is he is the healer. He wants to uh, not only uh, help us process our pain, but he wants to heal us. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different parts of pain that we'll get into as far as based on your message. But first, Jose, one of the quotes you said early on was just this idea that pain is temporary if we are in Christ. And I love how last week uh, we looked at the perspective of uh, peace and how comparing that to the world. So the way of God's peace compared to the world's peace. I'd love to do that here with pain just as we start mm-hmm. off. But what, what would be the biggest difference between how the world sees pain and how we see pain? Yeah, I think... Uh, first pain, it, we see pain as something that's wrong. You know, if, if, if we're in pain, that means that something is wrong, but pain is actually a gift. So it triggers a warning in us to get help. Uh, you know, if, if you're in pain, real bad pain, you gotta do something about it. Otherwise, you know, it's only gonna get worse. Mm-hmm. So I think one of the things when we look at Jesus being on mission to heal our pain is um, not only does he want to stop it, but there's actually a purpose to the pain. So that's what you know the rest of the message was. Whereas I think the world we can see pain being like it's it's all bad, um, and then do whatever you can to not deal with the pain. Definitely allowing that pain to kind of alert us of what's going on either physically or emotionally or um, even in our, our spirit too. And I think that, you know, pain, um, when you look at it through Christ-centered lenses, uh, pain is temporary. Pain is not forever. And I think the world a lot of times tells us the opposite, that this will not go away, that you will deal with this your entire life, that pain will always be there. Yeah. And while sometimes that 
has some truth to it. It also isn't, um, it isn't it's not hopeful. It's not hopeful for yeah. sure, but it also, it isn't always true. And we, you know, I think that different things that cause us pain in our lives, um, also reveal a lot about God's character to us and teach us how to endure, teach us how to persevere. Um, and so that, that pain isn't always of lasting, um, impact. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one thing to just feel the pain that we often do, but it's another to respond and address and to process the pain. So I want to ask y'all just kind of even practically, as we like to do on the podcast here, kind of breaking down ways that y'all both have processed pain before, and maybe just some words of wisdom for those who are in that same boat that that not only understanding the purpose, but also trying to understand the process. Yeah, I think to process the pain, we have to be aware of our pain. And a lot of us have pain um, so deep inside of us, we're not even aware that that we're in pain or, or what you said, Taylor, we don't believe that we can get healing. So we're almost numb to the pain and we're living with incredible pain. So um, the first way to process is that awareness. Uh, recognize that you're in pain and that it's not from God. That's uh, There's no pain in heaven. We read Revelation 21. Um, in the message that there is no um, pain. So I would say that that's the first thing is just, yeah, be aware. Yeah, being aware. And, you know, within ourselves, we are kind of inclined to respond in two different ways. And so one of those ways is that we're going to flee. So mm. we're going to run. We're going to get as far as we, away from whatever has hurt us or is causing us hurt. And we're going to run, 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 run. And then the other is um, flight. And so that causes the dis this different reaction in us where we're going to fight, 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 fight. Um, for until, a lot of fighting, a lot of fighting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until um, maybe the pain's not gone or even helped in any way, but we are going to take matters into our own hands. And so we have these kind of reactions in us that as we become aware of the pain, we also can recognize what our natural tendencies are before we take some steps forward <laughs> in how to process and um, kind of work through the pain. I heard this a few weeks ago. Someone very, very, very wise said that we are all in pain and because of that pain, we all self-medicate. So it's not mat a matter of whether we're coping or not, it's how we're coping. Mm -hmm. And so I think part of the heart of this message is also for us as believers in the church to be that place where hurting people come mm -hmm. to so that we can have healthy coping strategies, mm -hmm. so that we have the right medication. Um, because there's a lot of things that we either take flight uh, or fight with that are not healthy. They, they make the pain worse. Some short-term and others long-term, but addiction is a great example of how uh, maybe from an early place or time in our life, we, we start coping with pain with a substance which creates a dependency to that step substance and it ends up in addiction. And so it may make the temporary pain better, feel better, but long-term we end up having worse consequences. Uh, and, and addiction is way more painful than, than say, if we had dealt with mm -hmm. and been aware of the pain mm -hmm. earlier on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think getting, wrapping my mind around just processing pain uh, may seem like a simple concept and yet it can be really challenging. Again, we kind of spoke to some of the dynamics there, but what do you think, how do you think the enemy plays a piece in all of this as far as, as we try to process our pain? How have y'all seen the enemy work? And maybe what are some, some truths that you use to counter that? 
Yeah, uh, two things. I'm just externally processing the kind of mind. So we'll see what comes out. One is in Job, um, where literally the enemy does inflict pain mm-hmm. on Job. And God doesn't stop it. God actually allows it. And Job perseveres and he's blessed by God at the end. He, he's corrected. You know, Job's like, hey, God, you've got to give me a reason. And, and God's like, no, I don't need to give you a reason. I'm God and my ways are greater. And, and some things inflict pain here on earth. And so you will receive pain and um, also just trust me. And so Job does. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's one thing to, to be aware of. But the other is um, pain sometimes clouds Sometimes the pain is so hard that we're just unable, so bad that we're just unable to see beyond the pain. Yeah, and I think, you know, you said clouds and I think confusion. Like pain, uh, the enemy can use pain to cause confusion in our lives and um, distract us from the character of God and also who God created us to be and just creates cloud and fog and things that are hard to um, stay steady in as we are walking through at times that are painful. Well, and I think the stakes are high to this too, uh, something that you brought up, Jose, just that hurt people hurt people. So it's not just something that we just need to, you know, we can try to deal with it ourselves, but it it spills out into our relationships, Mm -hmm. spills out into others. So I just want y'all to speak to that significance and just how even as a church, we want to be people that that stop this. Uh, Jose, you mentioned the generational aspect of this too, as far as how that's, I don't feel like that's something the world's going to give us. I think so me-centered that it's just focused Mm -hmm. on coping and kind of just getting yourself right, that there's not kind of an emphasis on, on spilling that off to others. Yeah, that's, that's huge. It's, you know, the source of pain is sin. We read Genesis, well, we didn't read, but I referenced Genesis 3, where the consequence of sin is ultimately separation from God. And that's another way that the enemy, um, once we have pain, then the pattern of the enemy is to just repeat that pain, you know, feel like, hey, I don't deserve this. So then you go ahead and you take, you know, from someone else by inflicting pain in their life. Mm -hmm. And so you hurt other people because you yourself are hurt. And ultimately the worst or the opposite of heaven is hell. And the opposite of no pain is is what the Bible talks about. There's weeping and gnashing of teeth and Sheol. Uh, and, And so that's hell. And That's what the enemy wants. The enemy wants to inflict eternal pain onto us. And that's the very thing that Jesus came to rescue us from. Uh, Pain that our own sin has uh, the consequences of our sin, but also sin in general. He he came to rescue us. And I think that, you know, Taylor, you were saying how the world kind of feeds us this lie of how our pain is solely Mm me-centered. And while there's parts of that that, you know, are things that we need to recognize and we need to find some healthy ways to process, um, you know, when we are fixated on it's only about me, our pain is going to bleed out, whether that's, you know, physically or emotionally or spiritually or relationally, like at some point it cracks and it overflows onto the generations to come um, and the people that we're surrounded by. And so I think one of the things that's so beautiful about God allowing there to be healing on earth and giving us the gift of healing um, and restoration is that it stops that cycle. Mm -hmm. And so as 
as individuals who follow Christ, we have the opportunity to stop the cycle yeah. of being uh, hurt and then hurting others. As we can, we can really find some, you know, redemption with God, some reconciliation with God, and we can break that cycle of pain. I think this may be a simple question, but related to that, how do we know when our pain is spilling over and impacting those around us? Because it may be at the point where we've kind of either suppressed it or just kind of blind to it and yet go about our lives. So what are maybe some ways in which we can recognize just that there are some yeah. warning signs that we haven't, we have undealt uh, pain oh, in our life? Wow. Yeah. I, I, I hope like, uh, I, I mean, I have y'all <laughs> in my life where you have told me in times, hey, some, something's going on. And so I think the key is having people in your life that know you well. And so when you're unwell, they can say, what's going on? And uh, instead of saying, I'm deeply hurt, uh, but maybe if you experience somebody else acting a little differently, you can go to them, someone that you're close to and say, hey, I, I noticed that something's going on. You know, is there any pain in your life? And uh, I know y'all too have done that very well and appropriately in my life. I've, I've done it in your life. And, and I think that's a key for us to check in with one another and, and really care. Yeah, and in those moments, it's not that we're bringing correction, although yeah. there's probably things we'd like to see corrected, <laughs> but you're being, we're being curious and you're being curious about someone else's life and their world and the things that they're walking through. And I think another thing that, you know, you, if you have a small problem, like a five cent problem, but your reaction is worth $500, those are things that alert us, like there's something under their surface that is going on where it's a small problem, but it's a big reaction. Mm -hmm. That can be something that we can quickly kind of scale the problem of like, well, maybe there's something else that I yeah. need to pay attention to. So I think having people, I think kind of scaling our problems and the things that we are walking through. And I also think that we can present this to God and we can ask God to show us like, God, are there things that are spilling onto people? Are there ways that I am not representing you, God, well and representing myself well? And God's so kind that he wants to show us those things because he wants us to be holier and he wants us to be more like him and he wants to, us to be able to love the people around him more. Yeah, I think of Psalms 139 where it just says, search my heart, oh God. And yeah. I think for me, I could say that, but if I don't give the time to, to hear him say that or to hear him respond, I think that's where I go wrong because I just move on, mm -hmm. just try to cope as best I can without actually letting him yeah, speak Yeah, when we're that. asking God to, who already knows our innermost being to reveal that to us, we need to know what we're asking for, but we also need to be prepared because God is going to show us that, whether that's through an individual, whether that's through prayer, whether that's through a song, whether that's through God's word or people in our community group, people that we're in relationship with. Um, God's kind to show us those things. Yeah, I would double click on that, Taylor. That's so good. And, and say that all of that is proof that God is near. He, he, he really is close. Uh, the question is, is are we aware that God wants to heal and uh, that we have something to be healed of? Because that's the other problem is we just walk around like we have it all together, like there's nothing wrong. When deep down, I mean, we're crying inside, uh, wanting someone to notice and wanting someone to to, to help us. And if, if that's you, that's why we're doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's another resource to talk about what God is wanting for us and 
us as his body here on earth to walk out. And so that's why we have community groups. That's why we have our prayer ministry team. That's why we have uh, amazing resources as a church, whether that's counseling that, that we can seek out or um, a, a lot of different opportunities for us to get better and healed, uh, especially in those places um, where we may have been in this pain for a long time. That question, do you want to get well, is so powerful and even more so when it comes to addressing other people's pain in your life. And so I want to ask y'all just how do you deal with someone who doesn't want to deal with their own pain in their life? And so as a friend or maybe as a family member, how do you go about navigating that? Taylor? (laughs) Well, I mean, I think that can look a lot of different ways and it kind of depends on what a situation or relationship looks like. But I think that... Um, there's a few things that play out. And um, I think one is you continue to love the person um, because God made that person. And uh, you also can establish some healthy boundaries to where that person's not um, infringing on things in your life, but you're still able to show care. Um, I think of that concept that we talked about on the podcast before of grace, truth, and time. And I think those are three really good categories and components and ingredients that you can mix in to some of that. Mm. Um, And you know, you were talking, Jose, about God being near. And sometimes when we're in pain, we do not feel God's nearness. And so we hear God is near, but our our bodies and our brains and our hearts don't feel that. And I think what we need, a place that we could get to is just knowing that that is truth, that God is near. And so I'm believing it, that even when I don't feel it, even when I can't see it in this moment, that God is with me, that he's present with me. And so when we can, you know, kind of implement in that in our hearts, we also know that's got to be true for the other person, you know, sitting across the table from us or um, in our community or in our workplace, that if God's near to me, man, then God also wants to be near to them. And it helps us kind of have some compassion for others that maybe there's other things going on that we don't um, know about and we can sit with people in an empathetic place. You've used a lot of words that start with C and because alliteration is like a disease in my mind, I hear, you know, don't correct. Uh, we, well, we, sometimes we need to correct, well, okay. but first let's be curious about what we're that's correcting. So that's where I was going because if we Careful. only correct, if we only correct, then we're not caring. Right. You know, yeah. and if and if we're only correcting, we're not being curious. And if we're only correcting, oh, we don't boy. have compassion. So that's Ooh. that's I know. And you you said all of that, Taylor. So <laughs> that's really important for us to know because not only does God want that for us, but we want to be good vessels of uh, compassion and care and comfort. comfort. There's another C. I was about to say it. I was about to say it. So we we want to be those people, and Mm -hmm. that's who Jesus is for us. Uh, That's what Jesus wants to see on earth, and so that's what it looks like to be ambassadors of feeling. Well, we can continue the train with the C words and add Christ in there. (laughs) But I, I do think that when it comes to processing pain as Christians and people that follow God, um, we, you know, first need to adhere to Christ and we can trust that Christ is near to us. Um, and then from there, we can kind of go on whatever the process looks like um, in kind of delving into our pain. 
Yeah, this has been so good. Great conversation. Love to kind of give y'all just both a final word as far as maybe some resources or kind of practical next steps on just for someone that maybe really is in this boat and just wrestling with their pain. Where do they go? Who do they turn to? And and kind of what does that look like? Yeah, I think that how we process pain is going to look a little bit different Mm -hmm. for each one of us. And that's part of the beautiful thing about it. And so, you know, maybe you are in a place with pain where you need someone to listen. Mm -hmm. And so ask that community group leader, take a trustworthy friend to lunch, find someone who can mentor you. Uh, maybe you're in a place with pain where you you just need someone to sit at the feet of Jesus with you and pray for you. We have an incredible prayer team that is praying literally around the clock. Um, and yeah. you can submit a prayer request at any time. Um, and we, there's also resources to help connect you to people that want to pray with you. Um, and maybe you're at a place where you need some outside professional help, that we are a part of a church who loves to get people the help that they need. And so there's a variety of ways that you can reach out and a variety of ways that um, that can look like. Um, But my encouragement is don't wait. Don't wait until you hit crisis mode or you're beyond crisis and things are falling off the rails and everything's coming unhinged. If you have that tug in your heart or that feeling of pain, then just take the next step of what you need to do to find healing and wholeness because life is so much better here on earth when we are walking in wholeness and in greater healing and growing in our process. Um, yeah, it's so beautifully said. I don't have anything to add, but amen. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks everybody for listening to the Conversations podcast. If you have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast, you can email us conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share the podcast. Thanks for being here again, everybody. It was awesome. That's it for this version of the podcast. We will see you guys next time.